How are you going to feel the first time you make a million dollars in a single launch? That's exactly what Lisa Johnson was able to do. In fact, she just had a $2 million launch selling a passive income course that she's created and nurtured and perfected over the years. So make sure to check out the last episode, Monday's episode, so you can see how somebody's journey can be completely unexpected and still end up exactly where it's meant to. And in this episode, I am going to teach you the three things that Lisa Johnson is doing very right in her business and you should start doing too. My name is Ina Coveney. I am an online presence expert for online coaches. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast while you are still making plans for Valentine's Day this weekend, I want you to head over to the review section, give us a five-star review, and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. This is the Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. And before we get to the teaching, I want to answer some of your questions. If you would like to leave me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, enter your question, and I will answer it on the air. The first question comes from Devon Perea. You can find her at changereadylifecoaching.com. Here's her question. Give me some ideas on how I can get connected to potential clients for my program. So, Something that we all think about first is getting clients, right? Is making that invitation, is signing people uh, for your program, is getting people on a sales call, is contacting someone. And if somebody contacts you, make sure to invite them on a sales call. Get yourself on sales calls, get yourself on sales calls, right? So there is actually a much easier way to do this. There are people out there who will tell you, hey, I used to have a dismal closing rate for my sales calls, right? It was like 3%. I was I was ready to really like throw in the towel because this was just so hard to get so much rejection all at once. And then you hear their transformation, right? I am closing 50% of my sales now. Come and get my training on how to get better at sales calls. Well, I'm going to tell you a little something that they're not telling you in between. They didn't just get better at sales calls. It's not like you started with 20 sales calls and your closing rate was 3% because you were terrible at it. And then same people, you would have signed 50% because you got better at sales calls. That's not really how it works. The way that that conversion rate changes is because you get better quality leads. You are actually sitting down with people who are much better prepared to sign to work with you. So it's not you, it's them, right? Uh, And I feel like now this episode coming out right before Valentine's Day, this is very apropos. It's not you, it's me, right? It's not you, it's them, okay? So the way that you want to do better at getting people into your programs is by making your audience be as rich as possible, as dense as possible with people who are ready to sign up to work with you. So how can you ensure that? All of that happens through your messaging, all right? Are you sending the right vibes? Are you sending the right signals? Is all your stuff free and now you're expecting people to pay $5,000 to work with you? Is that Is that the big shift that you're seeing? People are signing up for your free stuff because that's what they wanted to see, but then you get them on a sales call and they're not prepared for your prices. So maybe it's time to really change your branding a little bit. Maybe your branding should be telling people, hey, 
to work with me to get these results, this is a premium offer. This is, this is something that I can definitely help you do because I've done this for these other people. Look at all these testimonials, right? So your messaging has to be right, first and foremost. You have to let people know that you are worth the money, that you have been able to help others, and that if their pain is strong enough, they will want to sit down and work with you. So you're not going to sit down and have a sales call, sales conversation with just anybody. You're only going to do it with people who are ready to work with you. So how do you get more people in? How do you get that lead pipeline to work? So like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, it's about doing these daily actions to start attracting the right people into your circle. So what is that? Well, I could sit here and tell you about it for the next two hours, or you can experience it yourself. This is an invitation, which I just gave you, you just heard it, about joining this 30-day challenge that I have going on because it is going to do exactly what you want it to do. It is going to get you the right people to look at your stuff so that you can sign them as clients. So it's called the 30 Days 30 Leads Challenge. And as I mentioned a little while ago, you can go get it at theglobalphenomenon.com slash leads. So that is my big call to action to everybody out of this. If you are looking to sign more people into your programs, stop trying to get better at sales calls and start getting better at getting that lead pipeline going. That is going to be more important than how good you are at tackling objections. I really hope this is helpful, Devon. Actually, Devon is already in the challenge. So this is basically for everybody else out there who's listening. Devon is taking all the right steps already. The next question comes from Joanna Fonseca, and you can find her at coachingforprofessionals.online. And her question is, how do you consistently write posts that speak to your target audience without repeating yourself? The short answer, Joanna, is you can't. <laughs> you definitely want to repeat yourself. So I'm just going to tackle that part of your question first. Without repeating yourself, it's almost like saying, well, you know, if you're in a conversation with someone, right? Like if Joanna and I are chatting and she asks me, hey, Ina, how do I get clients? Uh, well, you should be going to um, take my challenge. And then she says, okay, well, how do I get better at sales calls? And how do I, um, you know, attract people? I'm like, oh, you should probably take my challenge. Oh, you should probably take my challenge. You should probably take my challenge, right? That sounds repetitive. I think Joanna would get really bored of me saying that, right? So if you're thinking about repeating yourself in that annoying way, like you're in a conversation with someone and that's all they say, yes, that's not cool. That's kind of annoying, right? But what if I am having conversations with multiple different people? And I want to tell them that they should check out my challenge. Just because I told Joanna right here in this conversation that she should take my challenge doesn't mean that I'm going to move on to the next person and not say the same thing to them because they didn't hear me say it to Joanna. It's the same with your audience. They are not all listening to you all the time. So yes, you will have to repeat your message multiple times. The trick is to not make it sound like I just did. Join my challenge. Join my challenge. Join my challenge. The trick is to wrap it into a different kind of story every time. So if you think about the way people learn out there, some people are very logical, very pragmatic, and very practical. So they will care about numbers. They will care about results. So I'm going to come and tell them about the results that my challenge has had, for example. There's other people who lead mostly with the heart and with emotion. So I'm going to tell them how I came up with this idea for the challenge. Then there's somebody else who learns about um, learns about 
everything from experience. Everything has to be exciting, right? So I'm going to say how much fun we're going to have in the challenge. So see, I'm using the same message, join my challenge, but I'm doing it in multiple different ways to appeal to different people. And I'm going to rinse and repeat, wrap it in a different story next time, wrap it in a different testimonial next time, wrap it in a different something next time. And that's how you get your platform full and totally saturated with you. This is something that I learned from Karen Donaldson that we interviewed a little while ago. Um, She was on episode 27. Go and check her out. She's a speaking coach. And she tells you, is the market saturated? Well, the only thing that matters is, is it saturated with you? (laughs) So the way that you saturate your platform with your message is by wrapping it in different stories. There's actually a really cool exercise called the content twister, which helps you create endless marketing content without being redundant. And even though the message is the same, it doesn't sound the same. And you can go get it. I'm going to put the link in the description below. But this was coined by Taki Moore, who is the millionaire, the million dollar coach. He's at milliondollarcoach.com. And it's basically a content twister. It's a sheet with a grid that tells you, okay, for this message, you're going to do a rant, you're going to do a Q&A, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And it's all different ways to provide content on the same idea, the same message. So yes, there's a ton of ways, Joanna, that you can wrap your message in different ways to appeal to your audience. Um, And so start with that content twister and let me know how it goes. Thank you guys so much for your questions. If you want me to answer yours, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, enter your question, and I will answer it on the air. Now, let's get to the teaching part. Let me tell you the three things that Lisa Johnson is doing very right in her business, and you should start doing right now. More after this. All right, I'm ready to learn these three things that Lisa Johnson is doing so right, and you should start doing right now, starting with number one. She proved to herself that she can do it and she didn't stop. So this was part of her story that I thought was super impactful. The reason she went to law school, which is all the whole stories in the episode is episode uh, 39 for you. The whole reason she went to law school is because she gave herself a challenge and she said, if I can do this, then I know that I can make it doing anything. So what is that thing for you? What is that proof that you need to give yourself in order to know that this is going to work? I'm going to tell you my proof to myself uh, is that I have been through some really, really hard things. I'm not even talking about life things, just like really hard things to do, right? Starting a business and being live on Facebook on a consistent basis, that's something that I've proven myself that I can do. Um, Getting my MBA, right? Not quitting, uh, not delaying my my education, like uh, taking two classes every single semester without taking summer breaks, right? I did that for three whole years to get my MBA part-time. And I did it. Um, I have proven to myself that I can be very consistent. When something gets in my mind, I'm not going to stop with it. I will pivot. I will allow myself to change my mind, but I don't quit. So what is a thing that you can give yourself, a test you can give yourself to see if this has a way to go the distance? So a trick for a lot of people, something that everyone struggles with, even myself, as, as silly as it sounds, even myself, even I have a hang up with this, is visibility right? What would it take for you to prove to yourself that you can be visible 
and that trolls are not just going to come out of the woodwork to take you down, right? Because guys, trolls come a little later. Trolls come when your audience has grown enough that now you get to have followers and trolls, right? But when it first starts out, you mostly just get a lot of people who will like what you have and will follow you versus people who ignore you, right? So in the beginning, it's just understanding that people are going to unsubscribe. They're just going to quietly stop following you and go away. So that's a far cry from trolling, right? And from bullying online. So to get over this fear of visibility, I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to tell you, okay, if you struggle with visibility because you're not sure that you're great on video, because you're not sure that this is really the thing that you're going to be doing, like putting yourself out there on video every single day, that seems like really, really scary. It's just not something that you really enjoy. Then I'm just going to give you a little challenge. I want you to start a Facebook group. And so far, the only person in that group is going to be you. And all you have to do is every week, every week, I'm not even saying every day, Every week, every Monday or every Tuesday, just put it on your calendar. I want you to go to that Facebook group and teach me something. I say me, but really it's just to yourself. Just go there and teach for five minutes. I know people who are extremely amazing entrepreneurs who only go live for five minutes at a time. They feel like they don't have much to say beyond that. So they make those five minutes really, really fruitful and really, really productive and really beefy. So just do that. Go live for five minutes right? And notice what are the things you're doing? Uh, are you, do you need to work on your preparation? So that when you start out, you're not fumbling with papers, you're not tripping over your words, right? Uh, is it, does it make you more comfortable to write things down before you go live? Does it make you more comfortable to read a script, right? So get to know what your video persona is. And once you start to get a little bit more comfortable, once you see that you can do this and oh my goodness, I just talked about this in that Facebook group that nobody's looking at. I feel like I could use that. You have the ability to download that video that you created in your Facebook group and post it anywhere you want. So it's not lost content at all. You are creating content, but in a way that is very comfortable. I just decided to pick on the visibility aspect because it's not, I know that it's one that everybody struggles with. Even I struggle with visibility. My, my flavor of struggle with visibility is a little bit different. Um, you know, I love coming on video. This is a thing that I do. My struggles with visibility, to be completely honest with you, is about growing my audience. Having been bullied when I was little, and you heard a little bit of that story in my conversation with Lisa Johnson, having been bullied, it has affected my ability to really put myself out there. So you will notice that, uh, or at least at this time, right, that I'm recording this, my exposure to on LinkedIn, you know, it's been gradually increasing, but it's not all out yet because that's where my former co-workers and my former bosses are, right? So even though I put myself out there, I still have that bug in the back of my head. And it's like, well, maybe it's too much. Maybe uh, 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 I still have that. So I'm testing it myself. I'm putting myself out there a little bit at a time on LinkedIn, a little bit at a time on LinkedIn. So what are you going to do to prove to yourself that visibility is not an issue? And if it's not visibility that you have a problem with, what do you have a problem with? Create a test for yourself, a consistency test, and beat that problem every single week until you know that, yeah, you could do this. You could totally do this. That's what Lisa did. And I think we all have to follow that example. So what is point number two? What is thing number two that Lisa is doing very right? She stuck to one program and she worked to perfect it. I want you guys to see this. Like every time that we launch something, 
were like, okay, so I did everything I could to get my audience to buy it and they either bought it or they didn't, right? So I'm not gonna launch that thing again, right? Or maybe I'll launch it another time. I should probably think of a new product to sell. Lisa says, no, that is the wrong way to think about it. The right way to think about it is to have one amazing product that you will continue to perfect, that you will continue to launch in different ways, right? And that you will continue to see, okay, I'm gonna get more people through this funnel. How can I get more people to get to the other side? Measure, keep trying, keep going with it until you get into a group. That's much harder to do than coming up with a new product every single time because we like to be creative. We like to create new products. We like to create new opportunities, right? That's what we love to do. The hard thing to do is to stick with it. So if we want results, we gotta do the hard thing. And the hard thing is to stick with one and to continue to launch it until it's on rails. Brussel Branson, if you guys have heard of him, he is the, the father, the godfather of, the, of making money in the online world. He tells you, create one offer and stick with it until you make a million dollars. And then you're allowed to move up the value ladder with it, right? You're allowed to offer the next thing. That's his guidance, right? A lot of people don't follow that. They just keep creating products. What are you gonna do to focus? Make this the time that you decide I'm going to pick one and perfect it until I have made my million and then I can make what I can do whatever I want. I don't give you that advice. I'm just telling you what Brussels Branson says, but I do believe that you gotta make one single thing work. All right. And finally, there is something that she does that I really feel like more of us should be doing, which is picking a charity and working with it. So Tony Robbins says, you know, if you don't contribute when you're making $10, you won't contribute when you make a million and you really won't contribute when you make a 10 million. So it's one thing that we keep telling ourselves, I don't have enough money to contribute, but uh, you know, once I make more money, I will. Who's to say? Every time you make more money, you will feel like it's not enough. And I'm telling you that that's just going to be a fact of life. You're never gonna get to that point where you're like, I am making all the money I need. You're never gonna get to that complacent state, right? So contributing to something now makes such a powerful statement. A lot of people decide to contribute 10% of their income to a charity, to always giving back. What is that charity that you are going to choose? and you're going to go with it. I suggest that you make it something that means something to you, that you feel proud about telling people that, yes, I help this cause. Um, not just any random charity, not just any big charity that is easy to give money to, is which one means most to you? What change do you want to see in the world? And there's already an organization working on this so that you know that your funds are going to the right place. That is the amazing thing about Lisa Johnson, working with Bullies Out, an organization that helps kids who are being bullied, kids who bully kids, and all the bystanders. Amazing organization, and I'm going to put it in the comments below. So those are the three things that Lisa Johnson is doing very right in her business, and you could start doing right now. So how did that feel? You feel like you got a little bit of a kick in the butt to do something a little different with your business? I sure hope so, if so I have done my job. I wanted to invite you to hit the subscribe button because next week on the next episode, we are having Susie 
Ashworth, and she is an incredible coach who's made over a million dollars in her business, and she just recently pivoted to talk about something that is really important to her, something that I believe that we should all be aware of because I have heard many coaches talk about it, and to tell the truth, I didn't know what it was, which is called, it's called quantum healing, and I asked Susie, listen, Susie, this is this quantum healing world, this the woo-woo world is really not the place where I hang out. So can you please explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old? What is quantum healing and why do I need it in my life and my business? And she was extremely gracious and she really explained to us. So who knows, this might be the the thing, the the pivotal point when you hear that podcast, when everything changes for you, if her words resonate with you. So make sure to hit subscribe. I will see you on that next episode. Again, if you would like to leave me a question for these companion Q&As, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer it on the air. I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.